Oh, yeah. The weekend's here. Happy Friday. Woo! It's about time, huh? 835 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy in the house. We've got a special guest joining us right now. Uh, former Deputy Director, Special Assistant to President Trump, Jennifer Korn, is with us. Good morning, Jennifer. How are you? Good morning, Bob. Great. Thanks for having me on. Hey, hey, it's our pleasure. Now, you know, right off the bat, I'm gonna put you on the spot. We delivered here <laughs> we delivered here in Florida. What happened to the rest of the red wave? Well, first I just have to congratulate you. Absolutely, Florida, you guys just killed it. I mean, going from uh DeSantis winning by point oh five percent four years ago to winning by a twenty point spread, applause, applause, and amazing for Miami Dade County where uh, that was a 40-point swing from 2016. So you guys are awesome. Other states should definitely look at you. But what I would have to say is because of high expectations, that's why there was disappointment. But we had great wins for Republicans across the country, including in Texas with Governor Abbott. And we picked up a seat with a Republican Latina right there in the Rio Grande Valley, which is highly Democrat, highly Hispanic. And then even in Arizona and California, we have some bright spots with congressional members that help put us over the top in the majority with the House of Representatives. So absolutely, congrats to you guys. Lessons to be learned, but also really good news in other places in the country. A couple of things, I guess, it, it has struck me is, uh, you know, uh, Kemp in Georgia, uh, you know, won fairly easily. and But yet, uh, you know, Herschel Walker couldn't get uh, over the 50 percent mark. So I, I, I'm assuming, I guess, that's a lot of split tickets. And then I guess the other question is Arizona and Maricopa County. I mean, uh, they can't count out there, and it always gets ugly the longer it goes, doesn't it? Right. And for Georgia, you know, what I noticed at Florida, Georgia, Texas, the Republican governors, because we didn't lose one Republican incumbent governor, Um, they're just closer to the people. It's easier to say, I feel good about what's happening because my governor helped me. So that's what you have with Jack, uh, with Kemp, excuse me, in uh, Georgia. Senate's a little bit a bigger picture. And I think that, uh, on the runoff in December 6th, we're going to see some good news because there's no independent on the ballot. There was an independent that was pulling three or four percentage points. We think, you know, independents usually break for Republicans. So I think we're, we're looking at, some good news for for Georgia, but I think that's where you see the split, right? A governor's race mm-hmm. versus uh, someone who hasn't run for for Senate. And in Arizona, what a disaster! I remember waking up on election day. The news was twenty percent of machines down in Maricopa County, the county that has sixty five percent of most of the votes there. I happened to speak with Carrie Lake yesterday and asked her, you know, what what's going to happen. And she said she she wasn't sure that the fight was going to go on, that they're still curing ballots right now. But obviously they've, they've called it for her opponent. Um, but there needs to be some fixing of, of what's happening, of voting in the, you know, the counting of the votes over there, because we can't have this. Well, Even if it, nothing, let's just say nothing went wrong, right? You, the perception is we don't know what's happening behind the scenes, right? And we need to have confidence in our elections. Well, a couple of things. Uh, We know that there were issues with about a third of the machines the day of the election, which, like you said, that's happened before, but yet they didn't rectify it. There were even, you know, printers that were uh, they were out of print. They didn't have any ink. I mean, that's 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 a bizarre thing. But that aside, um, we know that's going to impact Republican voters to a greater degree. So what I said is, look, uh, as voters, we need to educate ourselves. And one of the things you could do is you need to utilize the early voting as much as maybe people aren't don't like it, per se. 
say, you need to utilize it because the day of the election, sometimes it's too late. If the machine malfunctions and you're waiting in line six hours, some people are going to give up. Right. And, you know, uh, back in the day, Republicans used to lead on absentee ballots. So we've got to um, look at the playing field right now. And the playing field is early voting. So we've got to invest more efforts, time and money into making sure that our Republicans feel safe about going out and voting beforehand. Because you're right, on Election Day, anything can happen, right? You get a doctor's appointment, you get caught in traffic, you get caught at work. And you multiply that over thousands. So we do, Republicans should follow um, states like Florida where you can get ballots in early, make people confident about the system. And the other thing, too, is, uh, again, to your to Florida, remember back in 2000 with the hanging chads? Mm-hmm. So Florida wasn't always known for the best um, election cycles. But you guys said, all right, we need to fix this system. And I think other states need to look at the fact that you guys were able to Um, have the decision made on election night and that there is no questioning to that. And I think other states should do that. So whatever the problems are, like in Maricopa County or even Clark County in Nevada as well, um, that we need, they need to fix those because we need to have confidence in our elections. I mean, if you look at Laxalt, who was running for uh, Senate uh, against Cortez Masto, he lost by less than a percentage point. At least that's the count right now. And people are wondering what happened in Clark County. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of questions, and uh, we won't get into the whole denier thing, but to me, it's your American yeah. right to question the outcome of elections when nothing in your logical brain matches up. But I, we won't rehash that here, but we will say, look, you worked uh, for President Trump. You were deputy director, special assistant to him. Here's the deal in Florida. We love Trump, but we also love Governor DeSantis. What in the world was going through Trump's mind, or what do you think of him when he was attacking Governor DeSantis? Like, dude, friendly fire, you're killing me. Well, the good thing about the Republicans is that we have amazing leaders who fight for freedom, right, in in Donald Trump and in Ron DeSantis and in many others who may be getting into the race next year. So I look at this as we've got amazing candidates or potential candidates and leaders, and the Democrats do not. I mean, 70% of America does not want Biden to run again. Nobody wants Kamala to run, and they don't really have a bench. So we have an amazing bench. Uh, I would say that my advice would be stay positive. You've got a a record to run on. Two years ago, we had a great economy. We had a secure border. Crime wasn't rampant. We had uh, countries that respected us. And all of that is by the wayside with Biden's failed policies. So I say let's focus on the positive achievements. Let's talk about policy. And, yes, we have many, many people who feel exactly like you're saying. We love Trump and we love DeSantis and we love our other leaders as well. We need all the patriots we can get. And I said we love both those guys. We need them both to to really literally uh, save our country. But along the lines of what you just uh, said, you said, look, uh, nobody wants Biden to run again. And I know polls show that. And I agree with that. But you know what polls also showed? 70 percent or more of Americans feel like we're on the wrong path. That was before the midterm election. Yet how could so many Democrats still win when supposedly 70 percent agree we're going in the wrong direction right the core i would say that um what america said to us was that we want the the bloated government spending to stop we want the border crossing to stop we want biden's policies to stop and that's why we won the house and they weren't exactly sure that they could trust republicans completely which is why we're um at the position we are in the senate 
So the Republicans now have a job to do to show that their policies are going to directly affect the issues that they care about on inflation, on economy, on crime, and on the border. I'm confident that our Republicans are going to be able to show American voters that they are the ones that they can trust and that we'll be able to make gains going forward. Strategically, do you think it would be a good idea if Republicans went after, say, the DOJ and all the corruption we know is there, the the Biden family business and the corruption we know is there? Would it benefit them strategically to do that? Should they do that? Will they have any level of success? Right. Well, there has to be oversight, right? Uh, that something else about uh, majority of people want uh, there to be accountability. And right now there needs to be oversight. I mean, we heard who the the gentleman who's going to be coming in, Comer, to handle the House Oversight Committee, and they are going to they're going to look into Biden's dealings of his own family of possible corruption. Right? Can you imagine if uh, Ivanka or Jared were doing what Hunter Biden did? Um, but that's not you know that's just that's just one part of it. We've got to address the uh, crime situation. We've got to address the border. The fact that two hundred and thirty thousand migrants have come over here in just this fiscal year, the fact that over 900 migrants have died um, this year, and 98 people who were caught, who were caught, mind you, on the terrorist watch list. So I think that the Republicans need to make sure that they're looking at everything because there should be oversight of our president, and there's lots of questions out there. He should not, he should be held accountable. And, and the last question I have for you, Jennifer, and we appreciate your patience and, and giving us this insight. We love it. Uh, if you extrapolate some of the numbers, if you took away the under 30 vote, uh, the Republicans would have had a red wave. And we know it's wokeism, the whole equity thing. It's being promoted and pushed in schools, especially the schools of higher learning, this Marxism. We know it is there. We know it's real. We know it has an impact. What, if anything, can the Republicans do to sort of reverse that and and uh, and push that away or re-educate young people? Is there a plan? Right. Well, first, yes, we need to we need to look at the successes we had. Right. We did well with women. We did well with Hispanics. We increased our share of the black vote, of the Asian vote. Um, I want to focus real quickly on the, the Hispanic vote, because while in Florida, it, you, it was a blowout, you did 56 percent of the uh, Hispanic vote. But we also nationally received Republicans received 40 percent of the Hispanic vote, which is a 10 point increase over the 2018 midterms. So that is something, the trend that we need to watch. And in places you would think like the Rio Grande Valley. So and among them. 60,000 Hispanics turn 18 years old every month. That's a lot of potential new voters for us. And so making the gains among Hispanic youth will be great. But you're right on uh, like in places like Michigan and Wisconsin, um, the Democrats went in and really got out the college students. And so we can compete with that. We've got a lot of really great um, issues on our side, inflation, economy, those are issues that our, our students care about. And we don't, here's the thing, we don't pander to students by saying we're going to give you uh, these student loans that are probably unconstitutional, right? We need to speak to the youth about other issues that they care about and and have, you know, tell them they have a choice, that they can come over to us. I know sometimes young people don't think it's cool to vote Republican. We need to show them why it is and why it's best for their future. Yeah, and the benefits of good, sound, effective policy versus just winning the battle of because the Democrats are outrageously crazy, 
That's why Hispanics have come to the Republican Party, because all they want to do double mastectomies on 14-year-old girls so they can change their sex, you know? So we got to win on better policy, not just on the Democrats being lunatics. But that's that's my thought. Jennifer Korn, it is a pleasure. We hope to have you on again anytime. And thanks for the insight. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. We appreciate that.